Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the podcast, the podcast, about music, mostly of the emo variety, in which we talk about nostalgia, and we talk about, and Kesha, uh, and we talk about uh uh crypto apparently <laughs> yeah um and uh, there's a lot of things going on in this episode but it was a really great chat yeah uh we are talking with matt squire in this episode and if you don't know who matt squire is you should uh he's probably produced a record that you uh love if you love a fever you can't sweat out by panic at the disco then you know him very well uh, he also produced 303 and Under Oath and The Cab. A bunch of other bands. And Boys Like Girls in the Main. and, and Big Time he, Rush. That's Lizzie's choice. It's important. Of, <laughs> it's important to Lizzie that, that Big Time Rush was mentioned. Uh, I just need Brian to know he needs more culture in his life is what it is. I'm I'm in too much of a rush. <laughs> I listened to Rush. That that would have been a better bit. That would have been uh, like... uh, but do you really want to admit you listen to Rush? Like, what are you, a 50-year-old dad? Now I wouldn't really be, <laughs> like, so confident about it. But, like, back when I was in college, when I was first starting to get into Rush, because I was in college, you know? It's like, yeah, dude, I'm listening to Rush. Dad, now I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I, I was very... <laughs> it was funny. It's like... And we didn't talk about this on the pod, but, like... So Panic at the Disco's album came out while I was in college, not when I was in high school. So because yes, you're an old man. Right. So I was dressed. I was like dressing up as Mike Hem and as Panic at the Disco in college because I was like, yeah, this is what I want to look like. So that's Jesus. Yeah. So in a way, I was dressed uh, like Panic at the Disco and Mike Hem saying, dude, how cool is Rush? Like it was just. It's a lot. I, I would so, think I was being punked in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, this episode <laughs> is with Matt Squire. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, we we expect that you're going to like it. So why don't you just uh, uh, before you know while while I'm saying this, while I am saying this, let's say you just go to whatever the podcast app is that you're currently using, and you rate us five stars. And if Only you're going to be five like, stars. You're going to be like, well, I don't know yet. You know. You know that it's five stars worthy. Yeah, you just know. It shouldn't even be a question. Why are you asking questions? We ask the questions. We're the interviewers. You are the guest. You can ask us a nice question and we can give you a response. But yeah. will it be when you want? I don't know. If you want to ask us any questions, you can find us over on Instagram at Emo Social Club. You can find us on Twitter at X Emo Social Club X. You can find us at TikTok at the same at X Emo Social Club X. Uh, we we will answer anything, anything. I mean, most most things within reason. We have to have no. 
<laughs> Look, just, yeah, just there's gonna be us. some boundaries here. Just message us and see if you get a response. You know what? That's on you. Uh, you can also check us out on YouTube if you would like to see the video version of this interview. We have it up over there. Probably a few clips as well. Yeah, uh, you know, scattered around on the TikToks. Yeah, why not? If you are in the Chicago area, we are back doing a live event on March 16th, Wednesday, March 16th at Rebel and Rye. It is a uh, St. Patrick's Day event, so there will be a lot of Patrick's Dump. If you've seen the and post, you know what I'm talking about. And it is a St. Patrick's Day yeah. themed. LOL. If anyone tries to malady me, though, it's on site. It's so you, game over. So fedoras and page caps and uh, <laughs> cadet hats and <sighs> any any Patrick Stump headgear is is heavily encouraged. And we yeah. uh, would, would, in, would invite you to dress as Patrick Stump. You know, if you wear a vest, double points. If you have any decadence or clandestine industries, that would be good, too. I mean, now that's funny ones. Yeah, but he like uh, Infinity on High. I'm pretty sure he's wearing stuff in some of their promo photos. So trucker hats, too. Trucker hats. Yeah, big trucker hat energy. If you show up with antlers, I don't know if that's like the most safe route to go. But I think it could be, like, edgy aesthetic enough. Yeah. Sure. I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like, there's an actual dress code. (laughs) There's no dress code. Uh, We'll see you there, and uh, let's just go ahead and get into it. Here is our episode with Matt Squire. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with everybody's favorite music producer, it seems, Matt Squire. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this evening. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. And, you know, I'm stoked to just chat and hang with you guys. I'm a big fan of the podcast. And, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the thing for me is just I've been a blessed and lucky to be a part of a lot of great records and in my uh run and it's just been such an amazing um career so far that i'm grateful for so i'm i'm stoked to chat about it and answer some questions and and uh you know just chill hell yeah if you had to name like the top records you're known for or like Because usually you'd be like, what are your favorite three? But I'm like, what are the top three that like everybody goes to and they go, oh, my God, I love that record. Yeah, because you you don't want to ask what your favorite is. It's like asking what your who your favorite kid is. And you can't usually like ask that. Yeah. And they might be listening. You don't want (laughs) to you don't want to call them out like that. (laughs) So I appreciate the question and I appreciate framing it as you know. (laughs) I like it. You know, it's totally chill. But um, yeah, you know. I've been so lucky. I've been a part of so many great projects. Um, the thing that I'm typically known for is like, so I'm usually in the sort of uh, identity phase when an artist is really figuring out like, this is like what makes us us as opposed to whoever else. So a lot of first albums from, from acts, a lot of acts that, that like, like I, kind of call them fu acts which is like 
I get these projects where somebody goes, yeah, we're not sure. Something's not right. Something's not clicking. And I go, no, you're crazy. Like <laughs> these guys are amazing. And like, we just need to change this, 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 and this. And, and, and you're going to see, you know, and then when it works, it's like, See, F you. I told you that. <laughs> I told you that this band was awesome. So, um, you know, and 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 look, I've been so I've been so blessed. So it's like Fever can't sweat out the main. I mean, uh, Panic at the Disco, the main can't stop, won't stop. Um, a bunch of all time low records. Boys like girls. Um, Under oath, erase me. Um, neck deep, ADAI. Um, uh ariana grande's first album i was her executive producer um and that really was that sort of like hey what's she gonna sound like um kind of thing uh the 303 stuff is near and dear um <laughs> and uh you know really was a fun exploration that really was an fu project a lot of people were skeptical about what is going to happen here and <laughs> what the hell me, is this yeah like what, what is, is what's going down i feel like people still are like 303 what's going on here like this is weird <laughs> those are they're they're people don't know this i don't think but those are two of the smartest people i've ever yeah. met yeah yeah no like, they have like what masters they're doctors and I think, they're like yeah doctorates. they have doctorates yeah. and like science stuff they are yeah. very so, smart men <laughs> They were sitting in my studio. I will never forget this. Like my st my studio where I did their records, right over there, and I'm in the lounge, and um, we were we were in there working on something, and I don't remember what we were talking about, but they were both sort of in laptops, and this conversation. I don't know if we were talking about physics or like something got real crazy in the stew, and um, they were just started to nerd out a little bit, and I started to hear some things that sounded pretty foreign to me in terms of highbrow concepts and i interrupted that at some point and i said what you guys get on your sats and they both without looking up, like they're both on their laptops so they were like oh 1600 and i was and at that time i know the test has changed a bit but at that time that's a perfect score and i was like yeah <laughs> makes sense to me. Uh -oh. <laughs> like, uh -oh. like, what'd you get? And I was like, I, sk I skipped it. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you know what? We don't, we don't need to talk about that. I, I didn't go. I, I didn't really even go to high school. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered. It just yeah. wasn't my thing. I, yeah. I had a recording studio in my basement since the age ten. I was, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. I, I didn't show up to the test. <laughs> uh. I mean, in that, like, it's so I think that 303 was like they were really big at that time going into Warp Tour, going into uh, doing a song with Katy Perry, going into all these big tours. And I was a huge fan of of them, like immediately. I was like, this is the this is amazing. This like it's sort of like lowbrow, like like white kid hip hop, like <laughs> white suburban kid hip hop. But yeah. I'm like. This is going to change so much about the music scene, about the warp tour scene, about uh the the scene scene where everybody's wearing bright colors instead of all the the dark colors that we've done all the emo scene and like putting our hair over yeah. our eyes. Like, no, make it like bright, make it the most neon you can find. And I I feel like 303 was like at the like the musical end of that, 
And like now we have hundred gecks, like we were uh, we were nerding out about before the pod recording, and uh, hyper pop, and like now people are even respecting broken side, which was never a thing. I feel like that's wild, and I know broken side. I heard one of their songs called Jealousy from like um, a Warp Tour sample because I went to go to my first Warp Tour when I was like twelve, thirteen to see three hundred three, and my dad took me. And I was, and he loves 303 too. Um, but I was like, I was like, oh yeah, this is the pinnacle of like music. I listened to it like recently because it started trending on TikTok, and I said, no, guys, (laughs) gotta rethink. So it didn't, it didn't stand up for you. Didn't, didn't hold the test of time. It really did not. Um, people are saying it's camp for for a broken side. So there's, (sighs) there's that. That's not. That's not off base. (laughs) It's not a bad you take. Know, the thing is, is like it, it, it has been so amazing. I mean, just so amazing to watch this stuff come back into into view via TikTok, and I'm so grateful for it. And on a personal level, and a and just like a you know, I'm friends with all these people still, and and love them all, and I'm so happy to see them get that. Um, extra sort of new look from the communities that that are younger you know it's so cool and um on a personal level like my kids didn't really understand my music like which is fine i have three daughters i have a 12 year old 11 year old an eight year old and they're whiz kids and they're awesome but like they would go to shows with me and like be like dad like like, because they're friends with the bands, but they haven't heard them in <laughs> some instances. That's the biggest <laughs> flex. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they, they went to an Unro show with me, and they were like, why is Uncle Spencer so pissed off? What did they do to speak? <laughs> just be like, just wait till you hit 13. You'll get it. It's You'll okay. Understand. It, it'll it'll was, evolve. That was a couple years ago because they were just like, oh my God, like we're scared. And then Speed would get off stage and he's like the nicest, most chillest like just most laid back person on the planet. Hey guys, like they were just like, what's wrong, dude? Like, are you okay? They just had no, they just don't understand. They didn't grow up like I did. They didn't know what punk rock was. And so for Dear Maria and Starstruck and for Sins and all this stuff to come back last year, my kids all of a sudden were like, oh, dad, like now we understand. I understand what you do. <laughs> I heard so I heard awesome. a song you did on TikTok. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. All these people are are like doing the sound in a dance to it. Oh my yeah. god. So that was that was ter- terrific. I mean just such a great personal reward and then, you know, like I'm a producer and I'm a songwriter, but I'm really just a I'm a music fan and I'm a bro and I like to I like to hang out with my friends and we like to make music at the same time and that's how I've lived my whole life and career and that's my whole thing and so just I'm just so happy for everybody. It's just so nice to see some of these amazing acts who've been at it forever who had great success. No worries. Come back and and sort of have these timeless 
like classics i mean just crazy to me i just i never uh you could never know that uh ahead of time so it, it really is amazing to see that and then still to this day and every single time that i heard it on the radio back in the day when i hear since not tragedies on the radio and now it's on the radio again i'm just like well i i have mixed emotions i'm 90 90 <laughs> elated and then i'm 10 like remixing the song in my head like I, i've learned so much over the years like it could have been different <laughs> Well, I even felt like that at the time because we were very rushed at the end of the record. I mixed since not tragedies in thirty minutes, and Damn. I just, and I we didn't know like, and I called John Janik when it was going up the charts, and I was like, John, <laughs> let me remix this. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. We gotta like, go back. Hearing it now, and like <laughs> I really want to turn the snare. You know, they don't want to do all this stuff with like the guitars. And he was like, You're crazy. <laughs> I was like, What do you mean? I gotta do it. It's just like killing me. And he said, you know, it's working and and it's 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 a great thing and it's gonna be really big and we're not changing it. <laughs> You're not changing anything. Yeah. It's working too well right now. Looking for some new music? The club has your back with our bangers-only picks of the week. This week, check out Friends of the Pod, Penny Board, and their new song, Conversations. If you're looking for something poppy and want that revenge-era energy, then turn up the new Tough Love Volume 1 EP by Get Tell. And if you want something to heal your achy, breaky heart, turn up Lucy by Cleveland Avenue. If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes. Yeah, this is what the kids want. But with that in mind, do you think you would ever want to go back? And if you had the opportunity to like actually remix, like how we have a lot of different remixes now, any of these like albums or any particular songs? Every single day, I think about that all the time. And, you know, there's there's the the, the every single day is like the neurotic me who's like, (laughs) Like, I think that symbol could be, like, brighter uh, or whatever. But there's also, I think, now an opportunity to come back and celebrate some of the music with with real live remixes. And, you know, uh, I have thought about that and talked about that with some folks and would love to open that up and see, you know, where that goes. Um, and there, there have been some cool remixes over the years of emo tracks, and it's just so... <laughs> awesome to hear that i i like a lot of different kinds of music and electronic is pretty near and dear um i was i had a very 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 short amateur run as a drum and bass dj (laughs) (laughs) this was years ago yeah (laughs) and there are no pictures oh okay (laughs) but i did have i had the jenko jeans and the barbell oh my god yeah (laughs) oh man you went all out (laughs) 
I, I couldn't help myself. I just I had to immerse in that drum and bass and culture. But I love that music. And actually, that music's I'm starting to hear that in hip hop. I'm starting to hear mm. some tracks where where the drum and bass that I love, like LCJ Bookum and some of that real like uh, prairie soundy stuff is is coming back. It's really cool. It feels like how I was with dubstep in 2012. And I'm like, I'm, I'm doing it. And then I would do it. And I'd be like, I, I, I'm not doing I'm not this doing anymore. anymore. <laughs> I'm not good at this. And this just is not my, my, my scene, my experience. You know, dubstep is a really fascinating one because it's very technical. There's mm-hmm. a lot of um, computer programming that went into mm-hmm. it. So I was, I was of, of the same mind, but every style that gets big, I try and at least have like a working knowledge of just because it becomes like another tool in the arsenal. And just, yeah, I want to, yeah, I would just like, I like to keep, um, keep going. Like I came into production at the time that tape was going out and digital was coming in and it was a really cutting edge you know, moment. And so I feel like those cutting edge moments, even the smaller ones, I always want to like grab all that stuff. So I I spent some time working on that stuff too. And, you know, really, if I had really wanted to pursue that kind of uh, music, the dubstep guys, like they're literally crafting their sounds. It can be like 12 to 17 hours. You know, it's like, it's like, really 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 in there and um you know i'm a guitar player uh, i'm a drummer and it's like i i can do a lot of computer stuff especially last couple years i've gotten a lot more patient with it but um i don't know you know it's it that art form is very technological so i feel you oh yeah i was like nope uh the idea of like taking a measure of music and saying every beat in this has to be different. I'm like, no, dude, I got to put a song out. Like I can't just like <laughs> sit here and go, Oh, let me just chop everything up into everything else. And I, I, I don't personally hear music that way. I hear it as yeah. like, I'm a, I'm a vocalist. So I'm like, I hear it as vocals. I hear it as, as a melody and as like the words that are reaching the audience. I don't hear it as uh, robots that are, are, uh, fighting each other <laughs> and robots that are uh, are just screaming at one another I, I, I don't hear music in that but i am also like i i like you know moshing at shows and i like the energy and i like the the the, the good times the party but 100 percent. uh 100%. i feel like i'm gonna talk about fever first because we'll just you know spend the entire time on that so i want to make sure we have enough time for just me to talk about a fever you can't sweat out um i think it's a perfect record from like a a sequencing standpoint uh i've done like a couple shows of like those cover shows of a full album play of it like whole band learned it we went and played it we've done it a few times now and that's cool that's i was like this it's so good because when you're putting on a show it starts with like a couple bangers off the top uh martyrs and and uh uh, london beck and songs and like you just like get into it and then you have the halfway point where everything turns from electronic music into more organic uh, uh string parts and then you have the the main banger single as like track eight i'm like that's so good because the singer the the single isn't like the third song and then you're like cool well everybody hang out while we play like 
the other ones, you know, it's like every song on that record is just like single quality, uh, banger chorus verses that, you know, you can jump around dance. There's energy in it. Like, yeah, that's that. That's my hour. That's my, that's my type. Absolutely. (laughs) I thank you for all those kind words. And look, the, the, there, there, what I can, to some of those points, like some of that was planned and some of it wasn't. And, and the whole thing, the whole process was, we had so much fun because we didn't know like that it was going to be a success. We didn't even know that an emo album like that could have that kind of success because they had gotten signed by fallout boy, which was the biggest thing in our world. Right. Cause I, I make a distinction. I, this is, it's all together now where like blink and green day and, and, you know, some of the predecessor bands are kind of in the same thing, but that's not how it felt at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I looked at their wave as something different. Right. And I loved mm-hmm. all those bands, but I just didn't look at that as like emo, but fallout boy very much did. They came from our world. It was all over absolute punk. Like they were all our friends. You know, it's like, that was very much like we were all going, Oh my God, fallout boy has just sold 200,000 records and Pete's a celebrity and Pete's <laughs> going to sign this new band. Right. And so we, we didn't know that like we were, we thought maybe we'd sell like 10,000 records total was our goal. (laughs) And we were stoked about that. You know, like that's, (laughs) that was the the scale of what we were looking at. So, so, um, and I love that. And I've tried to carry that with me throughout my career, which is like, don't care. You know what I mean? Just go and make a great record, you know, like, just like, don't think about all that stuff, you know, like just go and be creative and like make the best record that you know how to make and like really listen to your own radar and all that stuff. But, um, you know, the sequencing was strategic. Um, the single choice was not. So what basically happened was the band had written all the electronic stuff, right? And that's what I think Pete was into, right? And then they didn't want to just be that. They they were they were in my studio actively rebelling against that because <laughs> we were listening to Jellyfish and Queen and the Beatles, right? <laughs> and they were into that. You know what I mean? And so there was this identity crisis going on creatively, and we were actually actively discussing it every single day in the studios unique I, I never had a record like this right where like and this was by the way it's only my third record so I, I mean i've never had a record like that since but this was like <laughs> very early in my career you know like i had no idea what, what i was doing so like we would have these discussions and so what we finally settled on was i said why don't we make it like a storybook and we'll tell the story that you're telling me right now which is you wrote a bunch of these electronic tracks right then you had a second thought about it and you had this intermission right and then you came with all these newer sounding tracks and that'll be the way that we can educate your very you know small community of people that you care about so far who love your band we can kind of take them on your journey with us. And that's, 
what's the best way to solve what you're bringing me, which is this big question about who you are is like, let's not decide, you know, let's just, you can just be both and it'll be cool. And it ended up being pretty cool. And, you know, the, the thought going into the record was that um, time to dance would be the um, single. That's what everybody wanted it to be. And that was one of the first songs that I heard. And so that was just always the assumption. And when the, when the record just like went crazy and blew up overnight, um, very quickly, the band was like, uh, not only do we not want to release that song as a single, <laughs> but we don't want singles at all. And now you've got Atlantic records and the managers and, and, and fueled by managers were crushed, of course, and, and mm-hmm. fueled by ramen going like, what do you mean? You don't want singles. <laughs> like, what does that mean? And they were like, yeah, we don't want to be on MTV. That's not cool. You know, they just rebelled against the whole thing as a knee jerk. They, I think maybe, I, I don't know, like maybe it was a little fear of success. I don't, I don't know what it was like, but like I was getting these phone calls, you know, being like, like, yo, have you talked to the guys? Because like, they don't even want to be on the radio. And they, they just <laughs> left like a Atlantic, like a pretty serious meeting where like, they just walked out and they just said, yeah, so then just don't put us on the radio. It's cool. And just like walked out the room. I hope it's been long. I hope like it's been long enough so that I, these are all in good fun. The, everybody yeah. was well, in, everybody's well intended in all these discussions. They were not heated. It was just like, we're a bunch of people who just came into this. We didn't know what we we're doing. So um, I kept getting these phone calls and I said, well, you know, we did this weird thing in the lead up to panic uh, releasing fever. I don't know if you remember this, but mp3.com was like the first, like, you know, whatever, you know, file sharing or file. Mm -hmm. There's songs up there, streaming internet, like whatever. And um, fuel by had done this amazing thing where they had put up a new panic song every week for the 12 weeks leading up to the release Hmm. of the album. And since when it went up stayed Hmm. and would either be the number one and the new song the weeks after would be number two or, you know, neck and neck like that. And so in those discussions, uh, I, I think I reminded John Janet, uh, and Scott Nagelberg, I say, you know, this song tested really, really well. Because that that's became what we now do today, which is algorithmic testing oh, yeah. on these oh, yeah. platforms. That was <laughs> the first time I ever saw anything like that was fueled by his genius move to put up a song every week just to see what fans were into. And I say, yo, that all oh, the song tested awesome. And that's that that's what ended up, you know, being the, the move. And uh, you know, thank God, because that identity for them, I think, really worked. And it really spoke to who is this band versus who is Fop or who is their contemporaries. And it gave them, I think, and Pete, a much better narrative, you know, which is not Pete signed a band that sounded like, you know, a little bit more like them, but more just this unique thing that, you know, has stylistic references to Fall Out Boy and Emo, but is also very rooted in hippie culture and, you know, <laughs> circus vaudeville culture <laughs> and 
as a <laughs> as a high school theater. and college theater kid, I was like, oh, this is it. This is it for me. Well, so you were in can you were in good uh, company because that's exactly what Brendan was. Oh yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what we that's that's why we chose that setting for him was this is that's who he is. You know, he's a he's an actor in that way, and he's just from endlessly talented and so good on you and it's uh it's great that you love that record and i really appreciate the kind words and the fact that you'll even you know learn it and play i the tunes. That's, i was that's I, awesome. i'm since i've heard it it's been one of my favorite records i even had to download all of the um the sheet music so that I oh, could cool. write all the synth parts because yeah. I was like, well, what's the official uh, like sheet music synth parts? And I'm like, let me just let me just figure this all out and spent like weeks. And my friends were like, hey, uh, when I like left the band, like, hey, can we have that? I'm like, mm, you can pay me for it because I spent yeah. hours on it, man. <laughs> like it's 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 intricate and there's a lot to it. And and right on. I, well, I just. We- we it, did we did put in a lot of thought into all that stuff you know so i appreciate that reflection and um we got real string players on on sins i was telling um you guys know jason tate he he ran absolute punk um that news group website that forever. sounds familiar i, I remember do a lot absolute of like, punk <laughs> i i do a lot of like journalists and like old school punk zine research right I'm a nerd, so I, i've heard of it of him and like absolutely it was fun. a great resource for us during those times we had this it was it was news posts you know it was very much uh the first time i ever saw these news posts that that flows that flew uh goes down like a, a reel like that it's a great site and we would get these updates about our favorite bands and then we posted on that site so we're in Maryland and we need a cellist and a violinist. <laughs> is anybody around? And we paid them each $50 to play on sins. And they played those parts. And I, I reminded Jason this uh, just the other day, because he posted something about being nostalgic on absolute punk. And I was like, did you know that we post that? It sends the strings came from posting on your site. And um, he actually didn't know that. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And then I, I, I meant to follow up with him and I forgot. And I should, I should follow up with him like, bro, like that's an NFT if you can find the screen. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like, laughs> call the guys. I'm sure they want their cut. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like you can find that post, Jason. <laughs> Listen, I came fun. across some archived articles from like Absolute Punk and like my deep, deep dives. And I'm like, wow. Is this what is like the equivalent of like finding like ancient texts, but on the internet? <laughs> it's the ancient emo scrolls of absolute. Yeah, like, I love I found it. scrolls. <laughs> but it was terrific fun. Like that was a great time in 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 music. It was such a good time, and I'm so I'm so heartened to see that people are celebrating it again and and just excited about that stuff. And it's just awesome to hear that it meant so much to you. And every time I hear that, I just get so stoked the the nft comment is a nice little segue into uh well 
we were originally just contacted like do you want to talk to matt squire and we were like yes yeah 100 percent, yes we do uh and then we got a little bit of like a presser about emo coin which is an interesting uh uh right and we were kind of ta- we were riffing about this before we went live here, but you know we were joking around like, oh, if somebody did make that joke of having emo coin out like on TikTok, I'm pretty sure like a year and a half ago I saw a video about it, and now here it is. So would you like to so would you like to tell us more about this emo coin? <laughs> well, so you know, it, it did this the emo coin like started as like like a funny conversation because we all saw dogecoin and we were like (laughs) (laughs) if if dogs can have their coin then surely us emo kids can have (laughs) our our coin too right and it's like i mean it's 2022 everybody's gonna have to have a crypto crypto token or whatever (laughs) i mean naturally of course <laughs> when i was a kid i knew that when i grew up i'd have to have my own crypto token. yeah yeah. But yeah so i was approached <laughs> by this great company called rally.io it's built on ethereum um which is a great great platform and um their their thing is they're doing these things called social tokens and it'll be like a band it'll be like portugal the man has like it's almost like a fan club currency, right? Hmm. Where like their fans are holding a Portugal to man coin. And the more of it they hold, the better access they get to events, merchandise, all things Portugal, right? Which is super cool. We've always had fan clubs. We've always had exclusive fan clubs and a lot of them had paid memberships. And so that's kind of what this is. It's a very special way for your community to be a bigger part of your artistry. I was approached about this and I was like, I'm not doing a Matt Squire coin, (laughs) right? Because like, I, I love that I'm being asked to do a Matt Squire coin, but I am behind the scenes person. Like I am a producer, I'm a songwriter and I don't want the bands are the ones who are supposed to, to shine. Like I, I made this decision a long time ago that I was going to be on the other side of that. And I'm into it. I like being behind the scenes, but then I just started goofing off in the meeting and one thing led to another. And I was kind of like, well, what if we call it an emo coin and <laughs> everybody's cracking up? And I hadn't seen the joke, but I assumed. I'm like, there's no way this is an original oh, yeah. idea. I can guarantee that it's not. But but we were just cracking up, and it was good fun. And then a good friend of mine who was on all the calls and in all the meetings and is a partner with, with me in emo coin, like, hit me up like, three hours after this funny conversation and had bought all the domains (laughs) and was like ready to go. And I was like, all right, (laughs) here we are. We live here now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's do it. But so what's going to be fun about it. And we, we're just sort of getting started with it. We wanted to get it all set up and what's going to be fun about it is just like, I'll be doing, um, you know, production tips, record reviews, sessions with people, write a song with me you know i'll write you know something and you can tell me it sucks or tell me it's cool (laughs) or tell me to change a drum patch or just whatever like you know just some cool weird stuff that that i think you know music geeks and other 
you know, producers and engineers and people in our world will, will be into. And part of it is to just bring people together and raise awareness and, um, you know, have this great kind of tight knit community that's, that's sharing in the token and sharing in crypto and sharing on a lot of current, uh, events in the music business. But um, it's also a place for me to showcase some technology stuff uh, that that I work on with my other venture, which is called Entangled Audio. Entangled Audio is a AV um, company. We specialize on ultra low latency streaming stuff over the net. And so a lot of the stuff you'll see me do on EmoCoin is stuff that can only be done using my other technology. And so I'm trying to sort of showcase it all together a to consolidate these things so that i'm maximizing <laughs> yeah. my time absolutely and then b just because it's nifty stuff because you when you're on one of when you watch one of my emo coin podcasts or or whatever like and i go on to like my daw you hear it in like 32-bit sound quality and it sounds good and it looks good and it's you really get to hear what i'm hearing and that's different than most internet music communication right it's like we we associate internet music communication and audio video with just being <laughs> the worst in the you jump on terrible. zoom and you have the most latency and everybody's falling out and you can hear everything terribly it's it's yeah drives me nuts because yeah. i'm an av geek <laughs> yeah. so i'm like this sucks especially the a right because there's a mm -hmm. lot of video people that are like have done some real cool stuff on the net and like have kind of pioneered some space there and that believe it or not has made the audio even worse right <laughs> yes. so you had bad audio on the net to begin with and then the video guys went ahead and pioneered all that stuff without thinking about mm -hmm. us and then the audio is just like like ninety five percent of what people complain about their audio glitches or audio mm -hmm. feedback or like all the things that you hear you know people like unhappy about a lot of it's audio so I um I've always been fascinated by just how broken the internet audio layer is and I've um, especially since pandemic been compelled to like get some stuff into the marketplace that can help enhance uh all sorts of online recording sessions virtual events collaboration you know you name it and i linked up with a couple of great partners for entangled audio who are in a band called the 555 and they're coders and so we put our heads together and built a couple of products that are in beta right now and we we use them for all sorts of stuff, but I use them exclusively on my emo coin content pieces for a reason, you know, to showcase that tech and also to tie people into the community so I can kind of educate on both. But yeah, it started as a total joke, you know. <laughs> I, I I hope people I hope people think it's funny and don't think I'm like <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I was like a little self conscious about it, like people are going to hate on me for it or something like that. So I apologize if I offended anybody with it. I'm just having fun. We're and just I having fun on the like internet. A... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can't have fun on the internet, you can't have fun anywhere. Cause it's all we have left. <laughs> Crypto is one of those, like, like because everybody is aware of it and it is like, 
drawing so much attention and everybody's falling on one side or the other and they're saying like oh it's this or it's this or it, it shouldn't be this is like yeah the, the 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 person who then owns you know a, a dollar sign emo as like a crypto thing is like obviously going to be judged by one way or another uh but when when we first saw it i was i was messaging lizzie and i'm like you know this is like the one person where I'm like, who's going <laughs> to complain that the guy who produced Fever, who produced 303 all time, who's going to who's going to complain that this is the guy, you know, like if anything, it's like, oh, good. He got it so that nobody who's. Yeah, like, it's not like, oh, hey, Elon Musk got to it first. Yeah. And now we're even more upset. Oh, MGK has I like it. I heard explanation better than my explanation. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take if it's cool with want... you guys. I'm yeah, gonna do, do it. That. Like, Please. like I just wanted to make sure that it stayed authentically within it's, our communities. It's, I it's, want it's it like to the be... low key <laughs> gatekeep where everyone yeah. is like, we need to start gatekeeping pop punk and emo again. Like, yeah. all over. but it's like the gatekeeper. Like... We're all we're all happy as gatekeeping. Us. Yeah, <laughs> like I did it for the scene. I did it to protect emo from from you know all these these people we're, trying to get we're in. We're defending like, no, pop punk again, but yeah. we're defending emo. From what? <laughs> I'm really not too sure at this we'll point. We'll figure that out later. But, but I'm scared to ask about the gag. Okay, I'm stealing this from you guys. <laughs> Please. But I'll pay a couple royalties in emo coin. I love okay. it. So yeah. we'll be, there we go. We'll be square. <laughs> you know what's crazy about emo coin is there's money in my account and i didn't yeah. expect that part this makes no sense <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like crazy you know but it's yeah. like it, it, it is a fascinating world and cryptocurrency it's 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 very i mean I, like the thing about it is that it's crime right it was built by criminals <laughs> it's crime <laughs> I mean, we're gonna take that quote and we're gonna put that as like crypto dot 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 it's, it's crime. crime that's actually the new so, slogan it's gonna get everyone into it it, it was it, well so it's fascinating right because maybe all right maybe this is how new currencies always started it's just been so long since mm. we saw like the the wild west or whatever like we don't know because you can assume that, like, when they pioneered, like, the currency we have today, that they probably went through the same thing with a bunch of criminals were like, oh, yeah, gold. <laughs> you don't got gold, you don't get to drink. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. tough. <laughs> you know, like, here's our guns, right? Like, that's how, crypto, that's how crypto started. You know, it's like, oh, money laundering and stuff like that. And, and to this day, like, if you go on the dark net, the first thing you see is ways to, they have these services where you chop off the block. I don't know anything about this, by the way. Where you chop off, <laughs> where you chop off the blockchain of your your crypto dollars, and they give you a whole new blockchain. And and so I get a kick out of crypto originally. I mean, it's getting really well established now, and I'm really impressed with how it's being normalized. And that is probably what happened with other currencies. But in the beginning, it was just funny to me because the marketing was like. Yeah, and it's like theft proof because it's got a blockchain on it. And I was like, no, it's not. It's like, LOL. Well, it's like recently there was somebody, I think I saw on the news last week, somebody was accused of stealing like a bunch, like millions yeah. of dollars in uh. Bitcoin. And then they were like, oh, but it's like fake money. And I'm like, what is going on? Was that the, the couple? Yeah, the couple. Yeah. Because they were like, I don't know how she got all this money. 
And I'm like, so, is she in so, a delving yet? I hope so. So, so they can claim ignorance mm -hmm. as a legal defense because they didn't believe that it was real. Yeah. <laughs> Just like me. I'm like, dude, there's money in my Bitcoin account. Everybody listening right now, do not steal Bitcoin based on this and claim ignorance. Do what you need to do, but uh. don't cite us as any source like that. <laughs> I didn't endorse those Dark Knights. None, none, Dark Knights. no endorsements. Dark Knights either. Yeah, Yo, we, speaking of the Anna, Anna Delva story, Anna Delvey story, and, that yeah. was awesome. I've been <laughs> listening to a few podcasts over the last like couple years, and they've done like two-part specials. So when I saw they finally made Netflix, I haven't watched Netflix, but I just listened to a bunch of podcasts that detail oh. how insane this entire thing is. <laughs> and listen, she girl boss gaslighted her way to the top. <laughs> Like no other. You gotta watch the Netflix thing because it's Kimmy from Ozark. Oh, I've never watched Ozark. I haven't watched Ozark oh. either. <laughs> now I have okay. to watch Ozark and then funny. I'll get into it. Brian, I'm coming over watching Ozark. I, I took a breath. I'm cool, guys. It's cool. <laughs> cool. Yo, watch Ozark. I say watch Ozark first. Okay. Because because I'm I'm a fan of the actress. Like she's okay. awesome at least watch one season of Ozark so you get to know her because then you see her transform to Anna Delvey and it's like, that's Kimmy. <laughs> it's weird. It's kind of like, remember Dexter where like Michael C. Mm -hmm. Hall was on six feet under and he was like one character and then he was on Dexter. Like, and he was how, are you, different. how are you? Like, how do you do that? Like, aren't you the funeral guy? Like, and it's like, whatever. That's what it's like. She's great. And it's a fascinating story. And they nod to like Fire Festival and like some other <laughs> people that she ran with that were <laughs> running similar frauds. And it's oh just God. like you all are in this weird fraud circle together, allowing each other to just gaslight one another onwards until <laughs> one of you go down first. A hundred percent. And it's like it's crap. And 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 it's like because these people are doing like what my friends did when we were like fourteen and like going to restaurants and like running out the back door instead of paying the check. Like that kind of stuff. But they were like, you know, thirty two thousand dollar tabs and stuff like that. It was crazy. Super she's a she's a very courageous lady. Very courageous. Yes. That takes <laughs> moxie like I've never heard of. <laughs> like, that is literally the epitome of fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. But, oh, like, and in, that's, that, they that's say what it that was. a lot. They say that a lot in her legal defense, allegedly, or at least according to the, um, to the, uh, to the Netflix thing. It's fascinating stuff. Very, very cool. Hey everyone, it's Lizzie of the Emo Social Club and it's a brand new year, so maybe you want to update your drip and be the hottest and coolest looking kid all around the virtual web. You can do this by picking up some Emo Social Club merch and you can find it over on emosocialclub.com store and with just an easy click, it can be in your cart and shipped right out to you so you can stunt on all of your friends this upcoming spring. Again, you can go and snag these items over at emosocialclub.com slash store. What I'm I, a big also... fan of... Oh, sorry. Do you oh. want to ask a question, Lizzie? I could no. ask a question. Wow. Fine, go See, for it. This, you ask this a question. Is why, this is why the... This is why we need a lower latency. Uh, <laughs> just so we can, you know, be a little bit more in the moment. Like, we were, we were talking a bit before about, like, the, the entangled audio thing, and I was... 
nerding out over because I'm like, yeah, the latency is, is, is a, is a monster. And it's like, Oh, I'm I, it, talking to Lizzie and then talking to the stream is like, you're losing so much time and having like that, that, that faster connection, letting you like interact in the moment with somebody like you're not just in the chat. You're actually like, uh, and, and this is going to be my segue into like emo coins, like benefits is, like you get to sit there and and kind of be live with somebody in the same feeling of experiencing a concert, experiencing like a meet and greet and all these things that that you're now offering with uh, with emo coin is like, hey, you get to be in in a call with a band that you like and talk to them. And it's a, it's a special benefit of all of that. And and so, yeah, I, I nerding out over it. But now it's just, you know, hey, we messed that up because, you know, we don't have that. We don't have that low latency. <laughs> you're you're nail on the head with with my passion for it, right? Which is like my belief, right? And my partners in Tangled Audio, like we talk about this all the time, right? Is like my belief is that that live music it, it is a live kinetic connection between the audience and the performer in the same way a spiritual one in the same way you know that church and a religious service is like that or a great speech from a, a world leader or you know inspirational leader right there's something that happens to us and and moves us and drives us and can transform us in that process and it can't happen unless it's actually unless the the participants really do feel that it's live and so it's a terribly difficult problem to apply to music because what we expect of a music performance is that feeling that that live connection that that butterflies the the performers get butterflies the audience screams you know like there's something primal going on there mm -hmm. that's amazing you know and that we can't explain we don't know why it's awesome <laughs> it's just awesome right and it does not exist if there's too much latency it does not exist if you pre-record your events right mm -hmm. it doesn't and so in 2020 a lot of my friends you know went into the pre-recorded live stream thing with no fans in front of them and then started charging money for it. And and we were scratching our heads at Entangled going, why would you pay for an event that's actually not as cool as what Livestream used to promise two months ago, which is that you'd see the fans, you'd see the visceral reaction. You may not feel it but you'd at least see that that connection was occurring mm -hmm. right and that would be a great event and those were free <laughs> yeah and now you're expected to pay 10 bucks for a band not doing that and maybe there's some production value to it but like you'd rather see like a music video so it just there's a huge gap with all that stuff mm -hmm. that i was just like this is never gonna work right and so i had been obsessed with uh online collaboration and online recording since about 2014 i've always wondered like why can't i just like plug my guitar into the 
freaking internet and have <laughs> you plug your guitar into the freaking internet and why can't we jam like and everybody always saw distance and latency and networks and verizon and bandwidth and all this <laughs> crap and i totally believed them and guess what it, it, there are great great hindrances to <laughs> it's really 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 difficult so um so you know we came up with a solution um and and we started jamming and testing it every night and we've we've done like a million hours of just trial and error testing and whatever and we have it so that we can sync up different musicians in different locations and they can play and hear each other in real time and then it streams out in real time and and the audience can interact and and feel we we are not pretending to be zero latency zero latency does not exist Mm -hmm. right but what we studied was the human thresholds for latency right Mm -hmm. is there's there's a buffer in every human we 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 can tolerate a certain amount of latency before it starts to bother us Mm -hmm. and so we went sciencey you know, we studied all that stuff and we we made sure that we could bring an audience in to feel those butterflies. So, you know, that it's it's one thing to talk about it. There's some cool examples up on our site, uh, which is just entangledaudio.com slash live. And so, you know, check it out. We're we love hearing feedback and you know, just questions from people. Can you pull this off? Can you pull that off? And, you know, we do stuff, uh, for writing camps all the time. I do a lot of online sessions. Um, and I like against the current, we did all their stuff online. Mm -hmm. Uh, we tracked even live drums. Uh, I was in DC, they were in Florida for live drums. And I literally with, uh, them on a camera was going to put the overhead mics, you know, (laughs) six inches higher. And then I was, I was on like with entangled, I have a way of remote controlling everything from my central command center. Right. So I was running all their pro tools rigs and stuff like that from DC. So I'm running their (laughs) stuff is in Florida and I was able to, you know, sort of hack in there and go, okay, I'm controlling like the EQs and the levels and all that stuff even though I'm not physically there. And so we got the drum sound and um, track drums, you know, over the net. And I was able to do everything I do in a recording studio. That was a good take. Didn't like that one. Then I beat detective. I drum edited everything on their computer from Maryland <laughs> to Florida, right in front of them. <laughs> and, um, and that's that, that, was an amazing rush, you know, to be able to get something that stable, uh, really has been a, a, a real fun journey. So, you know, latency is a part of it. What I really focus on is like, um, quality, you know, mm-hmm. is, is it's, it's stability and it's quality and it's, it's audio really, because like the audio and the net is pretty bad. <laughs> But then I'm like, but I'm listening on my computer to like Apple Music and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not my computer. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like what's going on? I got the same headphones on one way or the other. Like, what's, what is this? It was just fascinating to me how broken, like it, that it just, crazy to me that, that it was this difficult to find tools. So, you know, we, 
we we productized it. We're gonna put it on the market when it's ready. We're we're in some beta tests with some with some folks and some partnership talks and all the fun stuff. But oh, yeah. you know, really, just want it to be better for people and easy, right? Because mm. all my friends are impatient, right? <laughs> we're, there's anything musicians. Uh, musicians love, it's change and new technology and figuring it all out. If you can't give it to them in one button, mm-hmm. don't give it to them. I, zero dollars. Back in the day, I was like, oh, I, I have this idea for an app for like musicians. And I'm like, no, they're musicians. They're not going to fucking use it. <laughs> like that's 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 kind of the gig. It's like I don't have to think or worry about anything. I just I I play my instrument and then I go drink beer and that's it. <laughs> Look, you know, a lot of our friends have have done quite well doing just that and mm-hmm. more power to them because it is so much harder <laughs> to be in a band than anybody claims, especially <laughs> the bands, mm-hmm. right? There's so much more pressure on this stuff than people realize. And, you know, my degrees in psychology, so I'm, I'm looking at these things. Mm-hmm. But, like, people have so many illusions about what this is and how it feels, right? It's not, at least for touring bands, you know, of course they love it or they wouldn't do it. Trust me, right? Because <laughs> it's hard as hell, and it's tough on your psyche, and it's tough on your family, and it's it's no joke. And and when you get kicked in the, you know, for because the pandemic says that you have to cancel your tour, that 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 is your livelihood and merchandising and all that stuff. Like that's so unfair. That's so uncool. And we will be. Yes, we're doing better, and I'm Reno, Live Nation, Mike Rapino is a genius, and he had a great year, and all this crap, you know what I mean? It's not true, you know what I mean? Like, we made all our money in the music business off of overselling venues, mm-hmm. right? Didn't have a good year. The only time they oversold a venue, 12 people got crushed, or how many people got crushed? Like, it's awful. It's yeah. terrible. So I don't know what they're talking about, but the... The truth is, is that we're not going to be able to oversell those venues in the future, right? And what we're going to need to do is find a way to 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 re to regain those margins because the oversell was the margin, you know, and the the merchandising of the oversold club or whatever that was that was the profit in the live music industry. And so I hearken it back to both those things, right? Entangled Audio while it's really focused on virtual events, we're also going to be able to bring your fans from South Korea to your Madison Square Garden show in real time, right? Mm -hmm. We're also going to be the ones who are going to pipe in your guest feature artist when you're at the LA Forum and your feature artist is chilling at home in Miami, right? We're going to bring that person onto the Jumbotron, right? And that will replace the revenue that's missing post-pandemic in the music industry is that hybridization of the virtual and the live. So, you know, we, we're very ambitious about what the technology could do for the music industry, uh, you know, both in its efficiency, you know, I don't have to fly to London anymore to do a bunch of co-writes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can write with the Hana online and it's awesome. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> One of my favorite bands. So I'm like, 
yes, this is incredible. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so, you know, it's been a great ride. It, we have a long way to go. You know, it's, 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 it's got to uh, really jump in the marketplace in order to, to flourish. But this also ties in with, with the emo coin token events, right? Because we want for, for that, that South Korean fan base to attend that Madison square garden show. Like as a, as a music community, we should control all that currency. That Mm -hmm. should be ours to govern. Right. And the social tokens, while I say it's a joke and we were having fun when we created it, social tokens a powerful tool because that means as a community as an industry we get to control our own currency something that we've never had in the music industry in this way before where then it gets tied into some sort of other crypto thing and there's like infrastructure behind it and all this stuff like we've never had this opportunity before and if we seize it and we use it the right way it could create a a whole lot more revenue and also it's got you know, direct fan to artist revenue, which is the best revenue mm-hmm. in the whole entire universe. Mm-hmm. There's not enough <laughs> of that. You know what I mean? I feel like this is more structured, I guess, in like the way like boiling down to like the like the simple term would just be like it's like a Patreon, but it's also like giving control and power back that a lot of the music industry has been searching for, especially within the last decade, and saying, hey this is framed in like a new way that we have to unfortunately start to adapt to with this kind of cryptocurrency and not everyone may be on board but if you want to take the power back and be able to also like interact in ways that you couldn't do before maybe still can't too with covid still going on this is going to be this new avenue and route to do so but it's kind of with the guise of it being you know a coin hundred percent. And you're, 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 you're right on. And, and the thing is, is like, to me, it's all about flexibility and, and, and versatility is what I think the music industry needs. Not just people like me, but I'm a good example, right? As a producer going forward in 2022, I'm like, it's not like I need to do all my stuff online. It's not like I need to do all my stuff in the stew it's like, I want to have all these tools at my arsenal, you know, so that I can do whatever an artist needs. And where it's really cool is like, I've got to, this happens all the time. We've got a done record, you know, band is out on tour and we get a call. We need a radio edit on something. And then the singer just needs to sing like two lines and like, they have to like find a tour stop <laughs> studio or have their own rig or mm-hmm. like whatever it is. And it's like, not anymore, right? Now I can just be like, yo, like, dial into Entangled, you know, cool, all right, and uh, just turn on your thing, and, uh, yeah, cool, oh, yeah, yeah, I got the line, all right, see you guys later, like, have fun in Cleveland, it's all good, it takes 10 minutes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So a lot of stuff I did last two years was online, Orphan the Poets stuff was uh, online, Against the Currents online, and, um, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that hasn't come out yet. So really, uh, it's, it's fascinating stuff. And, and I am really coming at it from your point of view, which is there's something special about when we play live, there's, there's just my degree in psychology or just like 
whatever i'm a hippie at heart like i grew up listening to like hippie music and i love all that stuff you know there's something that happens that like you can't interrupt it too bad it's it's door it's more durable than you think right it's like it can hold up to some latency and some tolerance of some glitch and some like weird stuff you can still retain it you know live concerts aren't perfect either you know i'm short so i'm always you know trying <laughs> I to get see it. the I, i'm on that train every single time i'm you know, I'm, I'm the guy in front of you <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you, you spill my spill beer on me and all that stuff i've suffered at <laughs> least i've been there man and so you know the 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 i think the biggest problem in the live stream world is that the standard is very strange it's so weird i was having a, a conversation with um the guys at veeps um you know veeps that that uh live stream uh company i don't but they, lizzie might yeah i know Great company it's owned by the Madden. So I was talking to Benji and Joe. Oh Joel. yes, okay, there we go. Yes. Damn. And and I was like, I was like, yo, Benj, like it's like <laughs> this. I was like, the internet's so weird, right? Because like, when is the last time anybody asked you on stage with Good Charlotte to jam with the feed coming off of the back of the house? And he looked at me like I had six heads. He was like. <laughs> that's crazy because by the time the sound gets to the back of the house i wouldn't be able to and i'm like yeah so why <laughs> exactly. would you why would you <laughs> think that we could do that on the internet you know like, <laughs> like, like like because that's what you're saying that's what you're asking people to do you know what i mean mm -hmm. you're asking people to jam with a latent feed of themselves mm-hmm so you're asking people to be in two different places, <laughs> two different times <laughs> at one place, <laughs> if, if I'm saying that correctly, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it, it, it's like weirder than Doc Brown. Like you can't do it. It's too. <laughs> it's it's just too weird. Like that's crazy. And mm -hmm. and he totally agreed with me. And and so you know, solution is based on common sense. It's like let's think like let's think like how do we how do we solve some of this stuff in the real world? Like why, why would the internet world be so much different just because it's on a smart device, like a computer, like, no, like we still need a, you still need a crew, like still need people to do lights and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like we all know what concerting is. It's, it's a crew of <laughs> folks, you know? So, you know, a lot of this stuff is just common sense too. And I find that uh, when it comes to internet, there's just not that much. Not that much innovation on it. And yeah. common sense. Common know? sense and innovation. Sense. Yeah. A lot, of, a, lot, a lot of people saying a lot of stuff on the internet, but I wouldn't There's qualify. A lot, of, a lot of neat stuff on that internet. Yeah, right? a, lot, yeah. a lot of things common, on there. You can't always uh, believe what you read sense all the time. doesn't usually factor into yeah. most of the things that I see. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Uh, we are, we're at an hour and damn it i'm having a great time uh we are gonna keep talking over on twitch uh we had some people come in so we're gonna we're gonna go and talk with everybody over in our twitch chat but before we do that we'll wrap up the podcast uh recording so where can everybody find you on the internet where can everybody go to support uh any of your endeavors uh i know where everybody can go listen to panic at the disco so i don't need to shout that out but also <laughs> no, just a, a just a sidebar the fact that you also helps with the big time rush album 
Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> good friends of mine. I just have to say, as, it's in caps on our notes. As like by a the way. yeah, as like you know, a kid who grew up like with big time Rush, Hannah Montana, like that was my like early teens and like middle school. <laughs> um, I was like, oh my god, what? <laughs> I did an Emily Osment album as well. So oh my god, really? Hell yeah! I did. Um, yeah, I worked with One Direction on their first album. I worked with Big Time Rush on their early stuff. Like you know it. The, the the honor for me to be a part of all that stuff was um they grew up listening to to my music and and that was cool because it was fascinating to me when i met like 1d and they were like oh yeah fever fever can't sweat out that's like one of our favorite records and they really liked they really like boys like girls a lot they were really into that and i actually brought martin in to write with 1d um oh, which is really fun actually i brought martin in to write with ariana as well oh really um, oh, shit. oh yeah, wow that was a, that was really fun there's a song called put your hearts up that was pre-release uh for the first album that martin and i worked on together with um with ari and then kesha's mom pb um so yeah i love that community that nickelodeon and disney community they were very good to me and my family and and just a I mean, what a wild bunch of kids. So awesome. That's so crazy. You're going to tell me that the Marvel Cinematic Universe now oh has God. a character that is a is an objective fan of Panic at the Disco's first record. I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> is it is it weird that I like I was never into One Direction, but I'm huge into, you know, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I can connect yeah. everything back to that. But it's like All right. Disney. Uh, I don't know nothing about that. But like, look, let's talk about that ending scene of the Eternals. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's so much great stuff coming out lately too. Like me, 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 and my oldest just finished um, the Boba Fett. Uh, mm. the, the and people had told me it was slow in the beginning, and I'm like, we loved it. And then when it turned back into the Mandalorian, it was like, like there's the end of one of the Boba Fett. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil anything. Have you guys I, watched this? I story? haven't I, watched, I, it, I haven't the watched it. Yeah, no, but, but it's okay. I love I Baby spoil Yoda it for the audience. Either. The audience, uh, don't be spoiled here. There was a moment at which my oldest daughter was like, "I just." noticed something <laughs> and then there's a huge change in mm. in the boba fett series and it's so awesome from that point on i mean it's <laughs> just amazing so very very cool stuff there's so much great stuff coming out uh -oh. music too uh well yeah toss out where everybody can find you on the oh, internet yeah. and go right. find more at cool Matt stuff Squire music at matt squire music as uh, ig and i think facebook and then um, at emo coin is where you can find the coin. Um, and uh, we have a discord for that too. So there's a link tree at emo coin and it'll be great to see you guys all in the discord. You know, I pop in there and just talk about music and we just kind of hang. It's a blast, you know? So those are, those are the fun spots to check us out. And then for entangled audio, it's just entangledaudio.com. I think the, the there's there's different pages on there there's a recording section and a live section and and you can check us out there but uh you know thanks for thanks for listening and i'm i'm stoked to uh answer any follow-up questions so hit me up yeah hell yeah let's, uh, thanks for having me let's toss it over to twitch but uh yeah thank you so much for yeah, being on this the podcast has been such a, a great convo so far yeah awesome thank you it's been great chatting with you and i'm having a blast
Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Again, if you liked it, five stars. Un, un, unbelievable if you leave us less than five. Unbelievable if you don't leave one at all. Yeah, love like it if you just you have to, it's, it's the easiest thing to do. You don't even need to write a review. You could just hit five stars. That's it. Yeah. If you're a review, that'd be cool, too. I mean, leave us a review. Just tell us that you liked it. Just let us know. That just we channel are... your inner like pitchfork, but not fully pitchfork music writer energy. But, you know, as for a podcast, like do that. We will be back next Monday with another episode. Uh, you can also check out our live streams on Thursdays on Twitch. Uh, but we'll see you there, I guess. And, and, and I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. And goodbye. <laughs> that was a real uh, long know, silence I, from you, Bestie. I know. I'm just trying to like... Well, I'm recording already, so we just go. We just fucking live and roll and do what we gotta do.